The views and opinions expressed on Smack My Pitch Up are those of the panelists and not those of GUI Network, their sponsors, or any of the properties mentioned. Listener discretion is advised. This podcast is rated R for violence, language, and nudity. Well, it's a podcast. You won't see the nudity. I just do it to make the guest uncomfortable. mad with unnecessary reboots, remakes, and sequels. Only one podcast has the guts to make it even worse. This is Smack My Pitch Up. When was the first time you read Fantastic Four? Uh... Probably about ten or eleven. I think it was uh, X Men versus Fantastic Four was my first like, like oh, there's this team of Fantastic Four. So which I read the whole miniseries, and then obviously I was huge in X Men at the time. Started picking up some Fantastic Four to see what the whole deal was. So mm-hmm. and actually there was a book uh, called Marvel Age that went back and would give you origins of like every book. And that's how I found out the origins of Fantastic Four was through awesome. Marvel's Age. Yeah. So it was cheap. It was like. 25 cent comic and would pretty much give you all the info you need on, on Marvel characters. I had a, I had a friend that had a lot of comic books or I think his older brother had comic books and he stole some. <laughs> so I read comics out of order, not, not full runs of anything. And one of the first books that I really read was fantastic four. And what I loved about it, it was an older story. So it was more that old era of problems started and was solved within one issue <laughs> kind of kind of approach like here you go and everything's good in the end and i think that's kind of one of the reasons why i love fantastic four is that as somebody that didn't have issue upon issue of something like you're dropping into season four episode four of lost and that's the first episode you see and you're like i'm so you're, fu- you're fucked i'm, yeah. I'm so <laughs> fucked i was able to actually follow the entire story and appreciate it then i read the story and even outside of it when i was following it uh, it, it always spoke to me because these were people that didn't really even want the powers. Um, they just kind of found themselves in it and they were doing the same shit they were doing before they had the powers, but now they have powers. So they have to, so like the, the uh, stakes were higher. I think the one thing that I, I that I got into with Fantasy Four is that they were like a celebrity superhero team, you know, like Eric, like they had their own fucking building. And everybody's yeah. like, that's where the Fantastic Four are, you know, like that's something that, was different than the masked superheroes mm-hmm. and even was talked about during civil war in the comics where everybody knew who they were exactly <laughs> you know, there was no registering they're like uh yeah I, I get i mean everybody knows who we are anyway why is this a big deal <laughs> i'll say another thing that helped me as a kid is obviously i was huge in x-men and my favorite run in x-men is claremont and burn oh yeah well burn started drawing fantastic four so it was an easy transition to just go into Fantastic Four and see the same artwork that was in X-Men at that time. Yeah. So that definitely helped out. And some of Burns stuff is fucking amazing. Absolutely. And Claremont, yeah. Claremont is what got me into X-Men, is, mm-hmm. is his his runs of stuff. I mean, I think it was probably Dark Phoenix is what really got me into X-Men. Was Which that... is drawn by John Burns. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, like... So uh, We are talking about Fantastic Four this evening on this episode of Smack My Pitch Up. We have unfortunately been destroyed by three (laughs) terrible, terrible, terrible fucking movies about the Fantastic Four. So terrible, in fact, that a conversation started on the internet as to whether or not the Fantastic Four is able to translate properly into a film. 
as someone that is a big fan of the Fantastic Four, I don't see that even as an argument. It's a really interesting story that, given the right people, and (laughs) (laughs) hasn't happened yet, has the opportunity to be a really interesting story. And so, with me tonight is uh, Fuck You Hunter from Beautiful Disasters. What's up, bitches? Uh, and we're going to talk about Fantastic Four and uh, and what we think a Fantastic Four movie should look look like. And uh, we we've already discussed a little bit. We have two very different approaches on how we're going to do this. Oh yeah. So, um, so first off, anybody that is unfamiliar with Smack My Pitch Up, the way this works, we talk about reboots, remakes, reimagining, sequels, sidequels, mashups, and adaptations of stuff. And on this one, we are not looking to reboot. Um, or, or remake Fantastic Four so much as just completely ignore everything that's come before it, even the Corman <laughs> Fantastic Four, as wonderfully fun and terrible as that is. I feel like um, us talking about this is kind of like in Tropic Thunder when they have the, the trailer for uh, Ben Stiller's movie, and he says, here we go again, again. Yeah, pretty like, much. And I feel like us talking about Fantastic Four, another movie is like, here we go again like it's just they can't seem to get this shit right what i'm really hoping for is that there it's been announced that fantastic four is back comic book wise that that they're actually doing fantastic four comics because they they cut it they they stopped doing fantastic four comics and uh they're coming back out again and uh i think especially if this fox and uh disney merger happens there's going to be a real interest in exploring this story again. And I'm really interested to see kind of the versions that you'd like to see and the versions I'd like to see. So, well, I think honestly, what I think is giving me hope is Spider-Man homecoming because Spider-Man is not a Marvel property, a Disney property. And pretty much Sony was like, Hey, you know what? Let's work together. And made a fantastic fucking movie. I think the deal was for a dollar. Yeah, exactly. Uh, they, they were just like, no, we're both going to rake in so much fucking money over this. We're good. And if you think <laughs> about the piece of shit Spider movies that came out prior to Homecoming. Oh, like I Amazing fucking... Spider-Man 2, where they all the villains announced their names without any background as to how they got the name. Here's what's crazy, all right? I saw the first Amazing Spider-Man. I'm I, the Rhino. I fucking hate it. I've never seen Amazing Spider-Man 2. It's one of the only comic book movies. I mean, I watch every comic book movie. That's one of the only ones I've never seen because I hated the first one so much. I was like, I'm not even giving this one a chance. Like, especially when I saw Jamie Foxx as Electro, I was like, fuck that. I don't I don't need to lose that two hours for nonsense. And uh, recent news on Jamie Foxx, he's just been tapped yep. to play uh, Spawn <laughs> in the uh, Spawn movie. We'll see how that goes. It is one of those things. He is a He can be a fantastic actor. Oh yeah, he, he was had, great in Baby Driver. He was he was also great in uh, what's the cellist movie that was he was in? Um, soloist. The soloist. Yeah. Holy shit, he was fantastic in that movie. He's got acting chops. He knows how to act, but we'll see. We'll, there, we'll see how that goes. Also, as Electro, he was fucking terrible. So we'll we'll see. But to start, I uh, kind of wanted to throw out to you, kind of. The idea of the plot for uh, for a Fantastic Four movie, how you would approach it, is this something that's going to be part of the Marvel Cinematic Universe? Is this something that's uh, leading up towards? Is it something completely separate? How, how are you going about it? Um, it's sort of connected to the Marvel Universe. I think, honestly, I was just saying about Spider-Man Homecoming, I think if 
Marvel can work hand in hand with Fox and let them borrow some characters, that'd be fucking great. But my version's a little different than just the Iron Man cameo. Okay. What one of my favorite runs is in Ultimate Fantastic Four. And that's where we got introduced to Marvel Zombies. Like okay. later on, it was its own like series. But before that, the whole introduction to the concept of Marvel Zombies was through Ultimate Fantastic Four, where Reed Richards accidentally opens a portal to a world where every Marvel superhero is infected with a zombie virus and pretty much kills the whole population on that Earth. So referencing that is pretty much where I would go with my movie, which would be you would pretty much cut into no origin. Fantastic Four is already established, except they've split up. They're broken up. They're not a team anymore. Reed Richards is fucking bored. He's trying to do something. Opens the fucking portal, pretty much brings in some of the Marvel zombies by accident, and then has to get the team, the gang, back together again. And that's where we pretty much get the whole story. So you're doing like a, I'm getting too old for this shit, Fantastic Four? Exactly. With zombies. Um, well, we've seen other attempts, and I'm fucking done. Look, you know what's great again? I, I know I keep referencing this, but you know what Homecoming didn't do? Beat us over the fucking head with the origin. Agreed. Everybody at this point should know the origin. And you know what? If you need to have like a two-minute flashback, that's fine. Reed Richards is thinking back, and they show how they got infected, like how the cosmic rays, you know, turned them into the Fantastic Four. That's fine. But, like, let's get them as adults and not fucking teenagers or whatever like that. Put them together. Yep. And they have to get together to fight this Marvel zombie uh, problem. And... I, That's how it goes. I agree with you with the origin is that I don't feel there's any reason. There's been two movies already that have discussed different versions of the origin of Fantastic Four. And even though the versions were different there, um, I, and I think actually one was the ultimate universe, the Josh Trank version was the ultimate universe origin yeah. and the original Fantastic Four movie, not the Corbin. <laughs> um, no, but the, the, the big blockbuster one, it, was more the original origin of the cosmic rays and stuff. Or yeah, it's radiation. Way, I guess. I've tried to block that movie out. That being said is that, <laughs> honestly, the the inception of the Fantastic Four is one of the least important uh, stories of the origin stories of superheroes. They were on a space station, and they got fucked up by cosmic rays, and they're like, oh, we have powers now. Okay, as long as it took me to say that is as long as you need to spend and, in the movie. And see, to... I never made it through the last Fantastic Four movie. I made it 30 minutes in, it's so... and they were not the fucking Fantastic Four. They're still talking about going into the other dimension. I was like, fuck this. If yeah. it takes them that long to become the fast Fantastic Four, I'm fucking done. And I never finished that movie. I stopped it. I said, I've heard enough. I've seen enough. I don't need to fucking... If they can't be the Fantastic Four within a half hour, and they're re-explaining the fucking origin, fuck this. Yeah. So that was it. So you're looking at it being kind of like a... uh. They've been the team for a while. They broke up. Yep. Uh, Reed Richards does some dumb fucking science shit, yep. uh, and it causes zombies to come in, the Marvel zombies, right. and uh, opens up a gate gateway. Yeah. And then they have to kind of get back together to deal with the shit that uh, that Reed Richards started. Yep. So there's a little bit of that Iron Man action where with Ultron, where like caused and and solved the problem exactly. at the same time. Okay. And that's where you get your cameos. Either way, you could have... Robert Downey Jr. as either zombie Iron Man or as regular Iron Man that they've got to reach out to because I don't see them just being the Fantastic Four having to fight these zombies, but pulling in some other heroes. Sure. You know, I mean, if you just want to lean into what Fox has already rights to with X-Men or fucking Deadpool, like, you know, yeah. like 
you know, you got plenty to work with there. And if they ask nicely, maybe they can get some, you know, actual, you know, Marvel characters in there too. So yeah, fair enough. Uh, the the way that I went similar to you is I don't want to rehash the uh, the origin story. The way that I solved that uh, is this is about two years after the incident that gave them their powers. The way that you kind of get back to the incident is that I gave uh, Johnny Storm PTSD from the incident. There you go. And so uh, <laughs> you just see little flashes of the incident in his dreams and he wakes up like from a nightmare. So you don't have to explain shit. You just get little portions throughout the movie of him waking up from a nightmare and, and him just being kind of on edge from it. And that also adds to what we know Johnny Storm's personality to be is that reactive and like kind of shitty and <laughs> kind of a loner. So it fits. Um, and then all of a sudden, you don't, you don't have to explain shit. You get a little bits and pieces throughout the movie as you're going, moving forward with the actual story. And the way that I went about it is that, and this is kind of based on, on some of the comics is that about two years after they got their powers, uh, Sue Storm is pregnant with Franklin. Um, you know, and I always forget about Franklin. Yep. And there are complications because of their exposure to cosmic radiation. And Reed decides that the best way that they can prevent any complications is to research the cause of the cosmic radiation. Unfortunately, he doesn't have the funding, but an old college frenemy um, <laughs> that he's always been kind of like back and forth with uh, decides to finance because he's uh, recently been uh, named a uh, the leader of a Eastern European country. We're talking motherfucking Victor Von Doom. Victor Von Doom. So he comes in, finances, out of Latveria, a ship that shoots out. Well and, done, well yeah, done. I was, yeah, gonna, I was curious yeah, to be yeah. able to say that name of that country. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> and uh, and they go to explore what turns out to be a rip in, in space. All right. That rip in space leads to the negative zone, which is where the cosmic radiation came out of. Now, this this is definitely turning away from the comics a little bit. It's incorporating a few different aspects of the of different stories into the same thing. But unfortunately, when you are talking about 60 years worth of comic books, you kind of have to do that exactly. a little bit. So uh, I know there are some fanboys listening to me like, that's not how it happened. I know. I am aware. I'm trying to I'm trying to get as much of my nerd shit into a thing as possible without overloading just it. Pack so, it in. Pack, pack it in. in. So you you cut some things out. It's almost like the the end of the Watchmen movie where they kind of cut a couple things out yeah. and and made it different for the movie, but it fit. Yeah. You know, it it made sense. So they explore the negative zone. They get into the negative zone, and they uh, run across the source of the wave that gave them their powers, which is uh one motherfucking Annihilus. Now, if you are unfamiliar with Annihilus, and there's a very good chance that you are, because he's only appeared very briefly in uh, a couple of the cartoons, and of course the comics, but never in any of the movies. He's done some of the non-Fantastic Four stuff too. So, oh yeah, yeah, like, yeah, definitely. And he's like he, Nova and some of the cosmic. Yeah, stuff, yeah, so. yeah, definitely. And and that's kind of where I'm going with the Fantastic Four. I want the tone to be that kind of like late 1960s future retro kind of tone. <laughs> and the way that you explain that is that Reed Richards just watched Forbidden Planet too many times. And that's like a joke is that all of his stuff has like long, weird claws and stuff. And it's unnecessary, like unnecessary like, as fuck. But he's just like really into that kind of style. Like they're wearing silver outfits still or stuff. Yeah. And, and, <laughs> and it's just explained as like, no, he's just he's just a giant sci fi nerd. Yeah. And so he just does it this way. And then done. You can make it super like fun retro and it come off as like just his aesthetic. Yeah. You know, um, so 
they go into the negative zone. They run into Annihilus, which for anybody unfamiliar is this, uh, the Cliff Notes, uh, he was a spore uh, that, that ended up basically absorbing knowledge from a wrecked spaceship and then building a cybernetic body. So it was a biomech body and then eventually ended up becoming the Lord of the negative zone. See, I, you're much better at that than me. I don't remember. Well, no, once I thought about Annihilus, I actually went and <laughs> you did some research did some okay. research and stuff. I was yeah. going to say, like, it sounded like you had that shit down pat. I'm like, I don't fucking I, remember I should have just been like, yeah, no, I knew that off the top yeah, of my yeah, head. Yeah, that was, that was all in my head. That is all me. And, Thank uh, you, Internet. So basically what I'm looking at here is Negative Zone is a major thing in the Marvel universe in in the comic books. It's uh they've they've created prisons there during Civil War. That's right. Um and and also I feel like that's an inlet along with the microverse and Doctor Strange's multiverses that there's an interconnectivity there that will allow for future opportunity to incorporate without necessarily knowing <laughs> right now if they can. Please. Please. <laughs> So basically, uh, Annihilus has a uh, weapon uh, by the name of the Cosmic Control Rod, which is the worst name for a weapon that's ever existed. No, that sounds really fucking scary. So Yeah, basically it can manipulate uh, matter and make it what it is. At this point, I mean, most of the stuff they've had in the Marvel movies, if you actually break it down, is, you know, I mean, that first Avengers movie, like, yeah. you know, how many times do we hear, uh, what the fuck was it called? The Cosmic Cube. Not the Cosmic Cube, but the... Uh, the Tesseract. Yeah, the Tesseract. Yeah. Like, fucking over and over again. Yeah. It still doesn't sound badass. I'm sorry. So the Cosmic Control Rod basically is the source of a most of Annihilus' power. And that is what Victor Von Doom was basically doing this for, is that he was trying to find the source of uh, where the Fantastic Four got their powers. So he could harness it and utilize it for his ends. And so the the cosmic control rod, uh, yeah, that's kind of his bread and butter right there. Yeah. That's the that's that's the big big good good for him. And uh, so in the struggle with Annihilus, uh, Johnny Storm gets uh, fucked up pretty fucking bad. You know, chaos ensues and big big bad battle and all that stuff. And uh, a lot of CGI. Uh, by the way, Annihilus's major focus is just destroying anybody that might even possibly be a threat to him. And his main main conquest is immortality. That's his whole modus operandi. In, in the struggle, Johnny Storm is able to get the cosmic control rod to read, um, who ends up inadvertently, because of Victor Von Doom doing some dumb shit, he gets in the way of the cosmic control rod as it's being adjusted and gets burnt to a motherfucking crisp. Thus, the accident that he blames Reed Richards for that turns him into Dr. Doom. Aha. 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 Now, this is at the at the climax of it. So, uh, it's Dr. Doom is by no means the villain in this one, but it, you've got to have him. I feel with a character as important as Victor Von Doom, you've got to give a good amount of time in his origin, even if you aren't for the Fantastic Four. Yeah. Uh, you've got to give him the motivations that moves it forward in the future movies. So, uh, he's going to turn into Dr. Doom at the end of this film. Um, they basically use the cosmic control rod against Annihilus, not only to destroy him, but to close the uh, the gateway to the negative zone. Um, they are able to use the readings that they got during the thing to save Franklin, the baby. Uh, so there's a, the first pregnant superhero on film is going to happen. <laughs> that is true. I'll give you props yeah, on that. So, so I got that down. And also the cosmic control rod is used to manipulate the negative zone in the future, which uh, the big the big get at the end there is that as it comes to an end and they're talking about being able to open the gateway to countless worlds, it pulls out and 
Doctor Strange is looking at it through like a cosmic like gateway and stuff and <laughs> like checking that shit out checking that shit out almost like crystal ball style yeah you know at the end of it so that that would be the the end but it's almost completely self uh contained except for the tail end that would be like the thing the stinger at the end of it is that dr strange is there and people are like holy fuck there's dr strange and your shit's much more detailed mine was just like i want to see some marvel zombies and you're just like this shit happens (laughs) like you went through a lot more i feel kind of slack like i just want my basic and there you go yours is very detailed well, to be fair, this is my podcast, so like I that need, is true. I, I'm supposed to care and, about it more than you. And you are a bit more of a Fantastic Four fanboy than I am. So. I am a little bit of a fanboy for Fantastic Four. Yeah, yeah for we sure. started, you know, telling me all about Nihilus, and like I, I realized, all right, he's 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 really into the fanboy mode. So I was thinking about whether I should take it to the moon, and like they have a whole <laughs> thing there, or you know, like I Trial figured Galactus. Uh, well, Galactus, that's. There is going to be some smatterings almost like at the beginning of the uh, whole Marvel Cinematic Universe with Thanos of Galactus. I feel like Galactus is a pretty obvious choice if if Fox gets incorporated in, uh, into the Disney MCU. Galactus is the obvious next big bad. Just don't make him a fucking cloud. No. God no. damn it. Maybe maybe play with the the headgear a little bit, but because that shit's ridiculous. But, you know. <laughs> you know what? If you get like Ragnarok like yeah hella looked- somehow they were able to pull that shit off yeah so that's true you get the right person the right designer yeah go for it that's true so yeah that that's our basic kind of approaches <laughs> to the story of Fantastic Four now the real trick is uh casting do you have a director in mind for your Marvel Zombies Fantastic Four oh I do business I got a director and a screenwriter oh I didn't yeah. think about yeah. screenwriter okay well director that's gonna be uh Gentleman who has uh, not done a live action version, but the animated Fantastic Four moving away, which is The yeah. Incredibles. Fucking Brad Bird. Motherfucker. I know he, he's had some ups and downs when it came to live action, but you know what? Fucking give it to him. Let him have all control. Let him just do what he needs to do. Um, you know, I'm pretty stoked for Incredibles 2. The first one's one of first Incredibles is one of my favorite fucking movies. I am hoping the second one's going to be just as good. Let him take over the reins of the Fantastic Four. And He's the, almost made a Fantastic Four movie. With almost. Incredibles. So close. And yeah. also, this should be dropping the uh, premiere day for Incredibles <sighs> 2, which was part of the thought process of doing this one. But um, I also have Brad Bird. <laughs> See, yeah. <laughs> so, there we go. No, I did I did a funny one as well. And I feel because this guy needs kind of like a... Uh, uh, he, he needs a chance to redeem himself for a previous terrible superhero movie i would love to see an ang lee fantastic no (laughs) fuck that i don't want to be bored by that i've already been bored by fantastic four movies somehow ang lee made the most boring incredible hulk movie i've ever fucking seen fuck that noise (laughs) like you that was the surprising part of it is that i can understand a bad incredible hulk movie but boring it's the incredible hulk it could be punch smash explosion and still bad but boring Boring. That's what I'm saying. Like, I'll be honest, with the exception of Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, I don't really like Ang Lee movies that much. Oh, that really knocked him out of the park. I mean, like, sorry, sorry. No Brokeback. Nope. No. It's boring. Oh, yep. That's important. I actually really like Brokeback Mountain. <laughs> that was it was it was a touching story and, and <laughs> fucking heart heart wrenching. But so, uh, yeah, I've got Ang Lee as my joke, and for real, Brad Bird, we both agree would yeah. be the. The 100% obvious choice, and I know that's been bounced around the internet like crazy. Just like 
the next you have to i mean the next character um i decided to not go with what the internet is screaming about right now with uh reed richards internet is yelling uh john krasinski who was a jim on the office yeah because somebody photoshopped him as reed richards and everybody's like well that makes sense we gotta do it i could see it i'm not i'm not shitting on that as a choice did you see quiet place I did not yet. No, it's, he's he. It's really good. Yeah, it's really good. Okay. Yeah, you should check it out. But he does he does a really good job. I don't know if I watched that. And went oh that motherfucker's Reed Richards, but he does a really good job. So. Okay, okay. My uh my funny Reed Richards is I thought it would be interesting if he played it like he did as his character on Arrested Development. If Jason Bateman was uh <laughs> was Reed Richards, where he was just like completely frustrated at the stupidity of everybody around him the entire time. Yeah. Uh, but also, because he's just the smartest guy in the room. He's but like, also, he's like idiots. really stoked that he married a young chick that's like way hotter than him, and so like he's annoyed as fuck the entire time until Sue Storm comes in and he's just like, hey, hey. So he like just... almost looks at the camera, wings like, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> That'd be a lot of fun. <laughs> Big brains could do this. Yeah. But one thing I feel that's been lacking on any of the Fantastic Four movies is they downplayed the age gap between Sue Storm and Reed Richards. That was a big thing. Sue Storm was a student of Reed Richards in in college. Yeah. And they had this like toward affair basically and it was kind of fucked up. And this is like 19- Nobody really really talks about that. Nobody really talks about it. And I feel like that's something that's kind of missing is that like it's not just the normal family unit but with superpowers. It's this weird amalgam of like Reed Richards' buddy who turns into a giant rock creature and then like his much younger wife and her much younger than her brother. <laughs> and he's like the old guy with his buddy. Who's just like a working class schmo that just found himself <laughs> like involved in this shit. They missed that dynamic. And that's kind of what was so exciting about the comic book. So I wanted to reincorporate that into the movies. And uh, for me with Reed Richards, the choice was I wanted somebody lanky and kind of weird looking um, handsome, but in that not classically kind of yeah. way. And somebody that's affordable, uh, so not like... And you can get that sar- sarcastic tone with yeah. him, like, that's just going to be simple for him. I, but that was my joke one, was Jason Bateman. My real choice, Adrian motherfucking Brody. All right. Kind of he, He's that. a gawky, lanky dude that could play like a like a, <laughs> like awkward, a spaz. awkward, spazzy yeah. kind of doc, uh, you know, scientist dude. <laughs> And also much older than, uh, you know, uh, well, I mean, Adrian Brody's got to be in his like late 40s to early 50s at this point. I think so. Yeah. So you could gray the the sides of his hair a little bit and it w- he'd be able to pull it off. Yeah. So that that's my Reed Richards. Do you got a do you got a read? Well, for my funny, okay. I just went down the line. Now, they've done two episodes where they did their own version of Lethal Weapon. OK, so I just went. How about we get the gang from It's Always Sunny to do their version <laughs> of Fantastic Four? So I've got Mac is Reed Richards. It's Always Sunny in the Baxter Building. Is that's that... right. Yeah, okay. that's right. All right. Uh, Dennis as uh, or uh, yeah, Dennis as uh, Johnny Storm, uh, D as Sue Storm, and Charlie as um, Ben Grimm, the Thing, and just throw in there Frank as you know. Uh, as Dr. Doom, because he always has to play the villain. <laughs> and I just want to see Dr. Doom fucking some chick, and then I'm just trying to figure out how long they have to allow that to happen. So 
Yeah. So that's that's my funny is literally just make a Fantastic Four It's Sunny version I and never just go even, with the flow. I never even thought about a Fantastic Four movie where I'd just have like a four foot eight <laughs> Doctor Doom picking a wedge. You know, like that's <laughs> I just think it would work. I'm just saying, like, it's it, it it'd be fucking fantastic. So Oh there yeah, you go. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you loved him as the penguin. <laughs> Like I said, it doesn't even have to be a full-length movie. You just do an episode with them as those characters. I'll fucking watch that shit. It'll be fucking awesome. It's like, fuck it, we don't even have to make a movie. Just do an exactly. episode. Just, like I said, just do it like you did with your, the Lethal Weapon 5. Just make a half-hour their version. So, pretty simple. All right. So, on the um, serious point with my Brad Bird movie, um, Reed Richards, I kind of debate because I know he's already, you know, played a Marvel-ish character in with Fox, but... Kind of go with Fassbender, because yeah, I he would, has that intellectual like. I I was thinking about Fassbender for for Doom, but because he's Magneto, I felt like that was just too much. Yeah, you know? yeah. But I mean, you know, just we can ignore that. You okay. Know? So, um, or here's one, uh, Viggo Morrison. Ooh, yeah, he's. He, I think he's he just too intense, has though. That's that's what I'm saying. Just maybe give look. My movie, they're fucking broken up. Like he's That's true. separated you're, from his wife. You're going DC he's, dark. Yeah, he's yeah. he well, he's going through some shit. So I think that could kind of you know communicate with him. Okay. So, okay, somebody that's a little older that you just go, man, this motherfucker has been through some shit to the point where he accidentally opens a portal that pretty much dooms his own world. Yeah. So okay, uh, for Sue Storm, uh, my funny is that uh, I wanted geeky girl that would totally go for the professor for funny, <laughs> so I went with uh. Miss the Guild, Felicia Day, as uh, as Sue Storm, as my funny. <laughs> I think she would be adorable as fuck, and also Jason Bateman as Reed Richards and Felicia Day as that's, Sue. Yeah, I yeah. mean that's basically an Arrested Development Fantastic Four <laughs> at that point. <laughs> like you're just making, you're just like, do it, do it. Just, just go. Uh, my serious though is, I did want it to be somebody that would be the cute kind of like alternate geek kind of younger version to the to Reed Richards and Reed Richards being Adrian Brody I figured a weird how did that work out but you kind of see them together and you get it uh Zoe Deschanel as, all right as Sue Storm so much younger um awkward a little but she's geeky. gonna talk out the side of her mouth half the dialogue the whole time da, da, but da, 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 <laughs> like and she's gonna want to sing a song I don't know if I want a fantastic four that's a musical like I don't know <laughs> Do I have to be invisible? Can you just see- because I'm invisible? Can you see me now? Like I don't, I don't need that to happen. Sorry, I don't want a musical Fantastic Four. So oh that's God. the risk you take. She she might have that in the contract. Like I'll be Invisible Woman, but there's gonna be a thirty, like a like a two minutes, uh, my, you know, little dance number where I sing. All right. You loved Lin Manuel's Mar- uh, Miranda's Hamilton <laughs> coming this summer to Broadway. Lin Manuel Miranda does. Fantastic Four. <laughs> Am I a man or a thing? <laughs> yeah, we've already got off the rails. Anyway. <laughs> Everything stretches except the thing I want to stretch. <laughs> I'm on fire, but I'm cold. Yes. <laughs> my body is warm, but my heart is cold. All right, we're, yeah, okay. we're going to have to start right. this shit right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So for Johnny Storm, uh, speaking of body warm... Um, I kind of, the one thing I kind of liked about the really shitty two Fantastic Four movies that Josh Crank didn't do uh, is that uh, they, I think, 
nailed the tone of Johnny Storm, even though the I movie itself that. was shitty, where he's he's this fucking like not necessarily extreme, but like he's he's a douche kind of. Like he's kinda jockey. He's kinda jokes around, but not everybody gets his jokes. He's well, yeah, he's 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 kind of self important. He's kind of a prick. Um, uh, but he, when it comes down to it, he knows when to like suck it up and actually like stick to it and get shit done. Uh the person that is young enough to be able to pull that off against uh against uh, Felicia Day. And I hate to say this, Zach motherfucking Efron. Really? Yeah. God, no, I, yeah, he, oh, I he, don't. he plays a douche pretty well. Yeah. I mean, I'll give you I'll agree with you on the douche yeah. part, but I I don't know if I'd want to see him in a superhero movie. Yeah, that's so. true. Yeah. But that's my funny. My my serious though is uh I actually went with a kind of a a, a side pitch here. All right. Uh, you may be familiar with his roles, but not the name. Uh, Logan Lerman. Can't say I'm familiar. Did you ever see the Percy Jackson movies? No. The Lightning Thief, and uh, he he's the main character. He's Percy Jackson. All right. And he's got sounds like he's got some free time. Yeah, he's he seems to be pretty whip smart. Like he he can throw the jokes pretty hard. Yeah. Um, but a little bit dorky. But he's also you know like I I think for a Johnny Storm character it would work relatively well that he would be the one not taking shit seriously when he's supposed to be taking shit seriously. He would get on Ben Grimm's nerves all the time, which is kind of part of the dynamic. Um, he'd be the younger brother that's constantly annoying. That's going to piss off Sue Storm is like, will you please fucking pay attention for once, Johnny? <laughs> Jesus Christ. I feel like Logan Lerman would be a good choice there. So, uh, do you have a, uh, a Johnny or a Sue or, uh, with my, yeah, since I've already covered all of my funny, with yeah, the yeah, sunny yeah. cast. Uh, my serious again. They're a little bit older. Uh, Charlie's Throne, as okay, she's okay, pretty fucking badass. You know, between you know, she's done a lot of action movies recently. I could see her kind of being a ass kicking Sue Storm. She's like you the know. lady version of Idris Elba, where it's just like, sure, cool, exactly. whatever, whatever role. Yeah, she'll probably kill it. That's exactly. Yeah. So give her this fucking badass power, and she's a badass chick. I mean, okay, you know, Tomic Blonde, fucking, you know, uh, Mad Fu- Max. She's Fury done, Road, yeah, yeah, Fury Road. She's done a lot of shit recently that I've really liked. Yeah. So, um, okay, as her brother, I wanted to go for with Chris Pratt, but he's already got the Star Lord Marvel connection. Yeah. So I'm going to another Chris. Chris Pine. You take him into the actual... Uh... Move him over to a, you know, the, the, okay. safe, the safer universe. Yeah, so. fair, fair, fair. Um... <laughs> but I think, you know, just the kind of his sense of humor and stuff like that, he could play, you know, the younger brother and still kind of keep the comedy there. That's a good in choice. A non, in a non-douchey way, so... Yeah, he yeah. would be less douchey, I think, because yeah. he, he's too charming to be taken too douchely. Exactly. Yeah. Because, you know, in the comics, Johnny Storm's kind of a playboy. Like, he's, he's yeah. all about the, yeah, yeah, yeah. the females. So, okay. there you go. Chris Pine. Chris so. Pine would do well. Uh, I, I'm assuming he does well with the ladies. Uh, yeah. That's just yeah. A, that's a pretty safe <laughs> bet, I would say. So, um, next one up is the, the fourth of the four is uh, Ben Grimm. Yep. There's a couple ways to go with this character. Do you want to go kind of like kind of burly in his own right and then turns into the thing or do you want to do opposite level where it's like Incredible Hulk where it's a little, little <laughs> dorky dude that turns into the thing. So uh, what what do you got for uh, for Ben Grimm? Again, initially I jumped on but he's already a Marvel character, Batista. Mm, mm-hmm. Just the humor and, you know... The... I gotta point out, I had the same problem where the pers- perfect person for this role was like, already Shit. in the MCU. <laughs> exactly, you're like, cut. So I went with... Uh, now, technically, he's working on another Marvel Studio-type 
type movie, but um, Tom Hardy. Okay. Yeah. yeah, no, I totally see that. Yeah, I think I actually maybe considered that. Um, yeah. That's not who I went with, but yeah, no, that's all. I think that could work as him as Ben Grimm and then turning to the thing. I think okay. that would work. My uh, my funny, because I figure this is an old friend of Reed Richards, so it's probably going to be an only, not older gentleman, but like not a young kid. Yeah, you know? not a whippersnapper. Not a whippersnapper. So I thought it would be really funny. Just in my head, it was fucking hilarious to see... Uh, Liam Neeson as Ben Grimm. Oh, God. <laughs> just, like, taking shit way too seriously. Like, not just... I'm a, I'm a rock. That's what I am. I'm a, I'm a rock. <laughs> <laughs> what do you do? I'm rock. Don't die. That's all I am as a rock. Well, especially with Zac Efron as, uh, as Johnny Storm just picking on so Liam Neeson. So, Zac Efron <laughs> fucking with Liam Neeson? Yes, the entire time would be just the best thing that's ever happened As on long film. as you straight face it, like that episode of... Uh, of Extra? Extras. Yes. Which is fucking amazing that's actually exactly what i thought of when i was thinking uh, of this uh casting is just that keep him straight just serious. completely straight the entire time just no yes. no winks at yes. all as liam neeson as the thing would be all right all right I, i'm on okay. i'm on board okay. i'm right. on board with right. that um my actual choice is i wanted somebody that has kind of that working class characteristic but charismatic but also kind of uh sharp featured it just seemed like it would translate well to rock um <laughs> and so i went with uh michael shannon there you go. I think he'd do a great job as Ben Grimm. Yeah. Uh, if you're unfamiliar uh, with Michael Shannon, he's been in, like, everything ever. The was... most recent Shape of Water, he was, like, the bad guy in Shape of Water. I still need to see that. Oh, great flick. He was in that movie last year with the kid with the... Uh... Oh, my God. That movie was so good. Uh, he, what, was, and he was really good. Uh, Midnight... Uh, Midnight Run? Midnight Special? Oh, Midnight Special. Yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. That was a great movie. Yeah, and he was really good in that. Oh, he was so. fantastic in that movie. And that way he can, you know, make his... You know, apology movie for um, playing Zod or whatever. So. Oh, that's right. He was Zod. <laughs> yeah. He was also in the, you know, 9-11 movie. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> and also Bug, which if you've not seen Bug with... I've, uh, I've heard good things. With uh, Ashley Judd. Is it Ashley Judd? It's one of the Judds. It's the act- actress I, I think there's Judd. only... Yeah, I, yeah. Think, I think that's right. Yeah. Uh, that was originally a screenplay, and it was done by... Uh, what's his face? Ex- Exorcist director. Um, uh, Freakin'. Okay. Freaking. Yeah. yeah, directed it and it was uh, adapted from a play and it's basically the paranoia that comes from meth. But they don't actually show meth being done the entire time and it just it's it's two people in a hotel room together putting up foil on the walls and shit and it's batshit crazy. Yeah. Well, he was fucking badass in Boardwalk Empire. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I I think Michael Shannon as Ben Grimm, he'd be able to he he is able to do a little bit of wink, but he has just this kind of character about himself that is is pretty serious for yeah. the most part and i think that that's the right choice now uh do you have a dr doom i do okay i do okay um a gentleman that actually hasn't gotten a lot of work recently but um a few years ago he was in a shitload of stuff clive owen okay yeah. Okay. No, I. It took me a second, but I got there. Yeah. yeah. No, I, I can see that. Yeah. And for it's sure. Clive Owen. Think about like Inside Man, Clive Owen, where he's yeah. just the smartest yeah, yeah, guy yeah. in the room, yeah. and he's already like five steps ahead of everybody else, and that kind of like that kind of personality. So. When also he has the the ability to uh, be a bastard and still kind of likable as well, which yeah. is important for Doctor Doom. Yeah. That is not. The approach that I had for my funny, um, <laughs> for my funny, just figure. Okay, so let's go the breakdown. Jason Bateman as Reed Richards. All right. Felicia Day as Sue Storm. Zach Efron as uh, Johnny Storm, and Liam Neeson as Ben Grimm, and as Victor Von Doom, Udo Motherfucking Kier. 
All right. The like hard German <laughs> actor. I wanted to go Eastern European for Victor Von Doom. There it you made go. the most sense. And that dude he's is from that country that I can't say. Yes, so. and he's f- even when he's being like nice at a Q&A, he's fucking terrifying. So <laughs> like he's going to murder somebody. He's going to murder like just newborn children and then eat them. Like he's fucking terrifying. I I think it would just be so fucking funny when you're like Zac Efron being an asshole and Udo Kier's looking at him like, are you fucking kidding me? Almost kind of like... I could kill you five two different ways. Almost kind of like Ronan in Guardians where it's just like, fucking really? Yeah. You're dancing right now? Just (laughs) kind of that that approach. But uh, my my real choice, I have two. All right. Uh, Christoph Waltz. Um, I can see that. Yeah. Yeah. I I think because he has that being able to be like, evil and really like charming at the same time and i think that's super important for victor von doom can he be good in a non-tarantino movie (laughs) uh he wasn't great in green hornet no No. that's what i'm saying like he seems it seems like tarantino brings out the best in him and then he's kind of shitting everything else well then i'm going back and instead of brad bird i'm gonna get tarantino to do a (laughs) fantastic holy (laughs) shit (laughs) that would be kind of fucking amazing straight up grindhouse style (laughs) fantastic four with nothing but like really bad str- on string models of the space epic like stuff <laughs> yeah. that's happening would be oh my goodness yeah and uh the other one is uh and I'm going to mispronounce this name so fucking hard uh Nikolaj Koster Waldau he plays uh Jamie Lannister in uh, Game of Thrones all right all right i could see him as Victor Von Doom like he's got uh, sharper features he's Got the ability to be charismatic and also fucking sinister as shit at the I same no time. I knew that was the motherfucker's name till right yeah, now. He, he's got a fuck you, I'm not going to be famous in Hollywood name. Yeah. Right there. He did not. He's got a very good TV name. He does not have a stage name. Uh, for <laughs> If he if that was his stage name, it's like Monty Python, you chose poorly. I was like, did he try like 10 different ones and everybody had taken it? So he's like, fuck you, I'll just keep my regular name. He, he's like, my real name is Nicolaj Coster Smith. I need a little bit more zing to it. Yeah, let's let's add Waldau to it. Yeah, no, that's Damn. that's that's uh that's the way to do it. Well, yeah, no, I could see that. Yeah, that works. Yeah, and finally, I, I mentioned Annihilus is my uh, main main uh, villain in my version of the story. So my funny is I just I want to I want this actor to go to his fucking eleven, which is other people's like thirty. Just go full bore, and it's mostly going to be mocap. But the voice and the inflection is the most important aspect of this. And also maybe some of the like just gigantic hand motions as well. Annihilus as motherfucking Nick Cage. All right. Just like like he's been in the negative (laughs) zone too long by himself and he's lost. I can't believe I'm here. Like (laughs) lost his fucking mind. And he's just like ready to get the fuck out of here. All right, all right. I, I'm on board with that completely. But <laughs> it's Nicholas Cage, so you know that's that's close to my heart. So Especially if Tarantino directs. Then, oh, God oh, then, damn. Yeah, fuck yes. Oh, it's all over the place then. <laughs> I just I just thought of a funny one, though, for Annihilus. Um, just take the most voice that you wouldn't expect, Gilbert Goffrey. <laughs> Jesus Christ. And they get in there, and it's this menacing CGI, huge motherfucker, and then you have the Affleck-sounding duck voice come out of him. Holy shit! That what would, are you guys doing? Yeah. And yeah. I control this. <laughs> like that would just throw off the entire movie, and it would be amazing. They say it's the negative zone because it's any matter, but it's really because I have a bad attitude. But make them badass, so it's just the voice that's throwing you off. Because you're like, 
I mean, I'm kind of scared till he started talking, and now I think we can fucking take him, all right? Like, <laughs> like Everybody's fucking terrified. He's, like, yeah. horrifying and yeah. gigantic and, and like, fucking Bow down up. to me now! You're like, no. No, you're, okay, you no, know, that's not happening. I can't, like, are, are you going to save me money on my car insurance? Exactly. No? Okay, then fuck you. Like, you know, my real choice, and this is also pretty fucking funny, but I, <coughs> I just need him to be a villain in a superhero movie, and I, I took my chance here. I want a Nihilus seriously. Seriously, to be played by motherfucking Christopher Walken. All right, <laughs> like, like just those pauses, just to fuck just, with him. No, you're doing it all wrong. <laughs> he just would be negative zone. A negative zone. Yeah, no, that was more Jerry Seinfeld. <laughs> yeah, what's with the negative zone? <laughs> <laughs> okay, I changed my answer. <laughs> Definitely Jerry Seinfeld. Get out of the negative zone. It's all good. <laughs> Lay your hands off my cosmic rod. Uh, not that there's anything wrong with not that. Not that there's anything wrong with the negative zone. Fuck. All right, so this is obviously why we're not in Hollywood. Uh, <laughs> making these choices for real. But uh, now, uh, the mashup category, we uh, I posted a little bit earlier today uh, to our social media ideas for non-comic book uh, related uh, IP that we could incorporate into a Fantastic Four movie, and then we just kind of talk about how it would get incorporated. And I think there's some real opportunities here for this one. Uh, Rick, Rick White, uh, posted that we should incorporate Fantastic Four with Planet of the Apes. All right. So what would that look like? <laughs> I don't know. Which Planet of the Apes are we talking about? I, I want to, I'm not going the Burton, like, and I'm not no. going the new one either. I'm talking like the old school seventies. Cause like 61 is when fantastic four came out. So you can incorporate like the, the Heston era planet of the apes relatively well with a like retro future 1960s fantastic four like, and make that, it read Richard's fault that it's the planet of the apes. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, yeah. That could be like, Oh, hit the wrong button. And everybody now the apes control the, the earth. Maybe, you know, you're, you, you, you got the big bad fight three quarters of the way through the movie. And then they go through like a wormhole that goes back uh, or goes back to earth, but it's in the future where you go in burden territory with that wormhole shit. So yeah, well, (laughs) but they end up basically the final part of their battle is where, you know, apes have ruled mankind at that point. That would be the easiest go. Yeah. Or you could just replace Reed Richards uh, as Charlton Heston in planet of the apes. Yeah. Yeah, that he's the scientist. <laughs> now he has, and he has the abilities still. So sure. apes are trying to capture him. And he's just wrapping his arms around them and throwing them around. So get my unusually long, uh, long hand uh, get <laughs> off, off of me. I guess uh, you damn dirty apes. I can see that. All right. They tie him up instead of him being in a basket. They just, just wrap his arms around around him yeah. and just hang him from something. Yeah. The scene where he like makes a paper airplane, it's just more he turns into a hang glider and just jumps off. <laughs> See, I have abilities. Fuck you guys. Yeah, fuck you guys. So, oh man, I'm trying to think of a good uh, crossover so, or a mashup. Um, See, I just would go ridiculous and just like cross it with like fan like the like fast and furious or something like that you know just make it the most <laughs> then diesel shows up and yes. doesn't say i'm in Gro- i am groot and that's right I, that's yeah. right yeah just make it the most ridiculous thing possible so because at this point those movies what else were they gonna do so i don't know let just throw it in there so i would like to see like a hard contrast on how they deal with the bad guy of fantastic four and the a-team where it's like uh, Baracus and like they've got like fucking machine guns and shit and like they turn their their van into a fucking hovercraft 
and they're doing all sorts of crazy like military shit. And Fantastic Four is like my arm stretch. Hold on. Oh, I didn't even think about this. I just came up with this. All right. Okay. Fantastic Four. You got the Baxter Building, right? Make it like uh, the fucking Dread movie or Raid, and just have terrorists fucking taking over the fucking building, and the Fantastic Four had to take them out, like that kind of style. And that if incorporate that, Baxter Building and, into. It. I mean, talk about opportunity for Tarantino. You could have Tar- Tarantino do something like that, or uh, fuck. I mean, <laughs> we talked about Ang Lee. Uh, I mean, if there was a version, <laughs> yeah, I get. It, I don't want to fall asleep during this. I want to enjoy the movie. Okay, so. th- then you do uh, like uh, Park Chan Wook or uh, like a Korean director, basically. Yeah, yeah. And then you're then you're golden. There you yeah, go. Yeah, so, yeah. But yeah, just make it this like kind of diehardish, like trapped in the building, and like you know some crazy shit like that. There you go. Could you imagine that people are like they're Disney's finally making a Fantastic Four movie? I'm so fucking excited, and it's just like grizzled as fuck <laughs> yeah. like the raid but with the fantastic four we're oh, like and it's getting a hard r by the way reed richards has a automatic gun and he just stretches around a corner to shoot a dude and like blows <laughs> i just literally want to see the thing just pounding a dude's face until like he's he's all the way through to the floor and just covered in blood come on man come <laughs> like, on feel like that scene in uh in fight club where it's like i wanted to destroy something beautiful exactly just, like, just he just keeps punching fucking... over and over again until like you hear his face <laughs> hitting the floor because there's no more skull left he's just gone right through like yeah that's the kind of movie i want to see so hard r fantastic four movie where thing is murdering motherfuckers left and right well then you get the you get the director of logan to do that and uh and you can kind of take advantage you know reed richards uh stretching ability i mean i'm just saying like you know he could be working on a formula and having sex with his wife at the same time like the weirdest sex scene that's ever happened on film yeah and <laughs> kind of like the Watchmen thing where like she's, you know, sleeping with Dr. Manhattan. And meanwhile, he's like planning out stuff. Kind of the same scene where you have Reed Richards like typing stuff on the computer. And meanwhile, Sue Storm's getting off in, in the other room. There now, you go. The only way I'm going to sign off on this version and like put my name to it is that there's a scene where Johnny Storm just fucking goes berserker mode and goes turns to full blaze and just tears through people as Deanne towards Babies on Fire is playing in the background. Like that's the only <laughs> that's the only that's the only, only way. way that I'm gonna sign off on this. Just him doing that bell tower scene from Wonder Woman, but it's Johnny Storm just like going through a fucking hallway and taking out terrorists. Just like left and fucking right, great cinematography, fucking flame on motherfucker, <laughs> just taking people down with with Deanne Tward in the background. Yeah. All right. Yeah. There you go. That'll so, work. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So at this point, uh, we're, we're getting to the end of the episode now. We are going to do our trailer voices and pitch our versions of Fantastic Four. Did you want to go first, Hunter, or did you want me to go first? I'll let you go first. I wanna... You know what? It just seems like I go first most of the time. Pretty so. much. I think we all want to just be like, let's see him do it, and we'll, we'll jump on that. All right. So let me get the music going. One second. Two years ago. Four scientists went up and were exposed to cosmic radiation, and they're about to do it again. This summer, join Reed Richards, Sue Storm, Johnny Storm, and Ben Grimm on the adventure of a lifetime. This is the Fantastic Four. Four people granted with powers they didn't want, under the microscope of society, try to find a way to save their unborn child. Not all four of them, just just Reed Richards and Sue Storm. That'd be weird. Otherwise, they find an opening to the negative zone, an antimatter zone run by a tyrant named Nihilus, 
With an iron fist and a cosmic control rod, he runs dominion over the negative zone and over the powers that granted the Fantastic Four their abilities and the solution to Baby Franklin's future. Join the Fantastic Four as they team up with what they think is a friend, Victor Von Doom, as he turns on them and becomes the greatest villain that Earth has ever seen this summer. Fantastic Four. Negative Zone. Okay. All right. So, yeah, that's mine. <laughs> All right. That was a whole, like, minute and a half of just stupid right there. Yeah. So do you think you're capable of topping that fantastic trailer that I, I just know. dropped? I don't know. The pressure's on. I'll, I'll see. So okay. my, mine, I don't know, will be as explainy or just be as generic as possible, but I'm going to go for it. That's part so, of the fun. All right. So right. Let, let me cue up the music. One second. From the studio that brought you Wolverine Origins. And those other Fantastic Four movies. We're sorry. Comes a new approach that, goddamn, we promise it's gonna work this time. From the successful, we looked at the numbers, the successful mind of Brad Bird. A family, a team, I hope. Fantastic Four from the ashes. Reed Richards has opened the gate and a portal. And now he's got to get everybody back together to stop this force. So everybody's back together. You know all the regulars. You know Mr. Fantastic, Sue Storm, Johnny Storm, Ben Grimm. They're all there. We'll even throw Doom just so, like, you know, because he's been in the other ones too. But we promise we've incorporated some, uh, some characters from other universes, so... This one's gonna work this time. So, coming this summer, experience the Fantastic Four the way it should be. Directed by a person who knows what the fuck he's doing. Fantastic Four, from the ashes, coming soon to a movieplex near you. All right, so yeah, um, I, <laughs> we got a debate on whether or not we're gonna do From the Ashes or um, or Negative Zone as the name of this episode. I think From the Ashes is probably a better choice. I mean, at this point, there's been three Technically, four Fantastic Four movies. So yes, yes. Another one would be coming from the ashes of the I think that's fires. Probably... Yeah, the dumpster fire. Yeah. Let's just call them dumpster fire. Yes, they are so in fact they're... dumpster fires. This next one would be from the ashes of the dumpster fire. Okay, so, so this uh, this episode of uh, Smack My Pitch Up is going to be called Fantastic Four from the Ashes. All right, and uh, and yeah, we had some really good ideas. I actually really like some of the uh <laughs> the Tarantino one that just came I'm out. I'm kinda of leaning towards that. I'm kinda leaning towards that too. Yeah. yeah. I think that'd be the musical uh, one I thought was kind of entertaining. The they As, haven't done a musical uh I know Lin Manuel Miranda is busy doing musicals and hanging out with my brother, my brother and me. But you know, like when he has some spare time, uh we'd love him to uh do some fantastic <laughs> My work. man or a thing. <laughs> yeah, right. Sorry. I... <laughs> <laughs> my dick is a rock, but my heart is soft. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> All right, we're working on this tomorrow. Right? Yes, no, we're gonna we're gonna write our own Fantastic Four <laughs> musical, and uh, while we're doing that, definitely check out Smack My Pitch Up and all the other podcasts on Geeks Under the Influence Network at guipodcast.com. Check out our events around town. I know uh, 
Hunter, Beautiful Disasters is doing a event in uh, at Strangeways, what, on the 5th of July, I believe. 5th of July? Yeah. It's going to be something very patriotic. Something very America is about to occur. You're going to cry red, white, and blue. It's going to happen, Absolutely. Right? So. And also check out the newest episode of Beautiful Disasters on <laughs> the <laughs> Russian superhero Holy film. Holy shit. Uh, the Guardians. Yes. Uh, there's a there's a man bear and uh, and a Rasputin looking guy that that levitates rocks. It's a uh, there's a so much shit. There's a baby man. Uh, <laughs> it's about it's, the quality of the Fantastic Four movies. Yeah, now I'm thinking about much. it. So yeah, yeah. So uh, yeah, definitely check out Beautiful Disasters. Uh, more episodes of Smack My Pitch Up. Geeks Under the Influence. GUI Precap. Uh, the new Smash Talk uh, podcast available at GUIPodcast.com, as well as all of our events, trivia, and otherwise. Let us know what you think of this episode. Give us ideas for future Smack My Pitch Up episodes. What do you want to see rebooted? What do you want to see remade or sequelized on Smack My Pitch Up? Shoot us a info at geeksundertheinfluence at gmail.com. Hit our our voicemail or text hotline, 804-505-4GUI. That's 804-505-4484 with information and you know feedback. We, we'd love to hear it. And we'll see you guys here next time for another episode of Smack My Pitch Up. I'm Mike the Hobbit Bicket, and fuck you, Hunter. Life ain't nothing but pitches and money. GUIPodcast.com This is Mike the Hobbit, direct from Fallout on a trivia night, telling you to come here every first and third Monday for trivia between 8 and 10, 25-cent wings, drink specials, prizes, and tons of really inappropriate trivia. It's a lot of fun. Do you guys agree? (laughs) Definitely come out and enjoy trivia every first and third Monday at Fallout.